Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Brie is a real nightmare today. Is she? She's crazy. For the last five minutes, but you said it was all of today. It has been. Since this morning. Are you on She's drugs? A lunatic. She's mostly been cuddling and sitting on the couch being sweet. What dog are you looking at? The cute one sleeping now because you made her feel ashamed of being happy. <laughs> ashamed of being happy. Okay. Look at her. She's yeah. all ashamed. She should be. She said all I was She's was rude. happy and you were fucking mean to me, you big old jackass. You know her words. You sound like Gordon Ramsay. You sound like Gordon Ramsay. You know the happiness we, killer. We stumbled upon a great show on YouTube. A great show. It's the Kitchen Nightmares uncensored version. It's awesome. They don't bleep stuff out. It's it's just crazy. It's interesting for sure. Like all the curse words. How about the lady in I think she was somewhere in some small town in Colorado who had that Italian restaurant? And the restaurant she purchased from previously had been a fast food restaurant. So right. there was a drive through window. And in her nice sit-down Italian restaurant, she also had a drive through window. What a wacko. Um, and then there was the twins who thought their food was so great. But their colossal pizza, you know, their version of the everything but the kitchen sink, looked like somebody had eaten the kitchen sink and then barfed yes. on a soggy pizza crust. It did. That's that's the thing, you know, I've tried, like, I have to be in the mood, but, like, when you talk about pizza, stuff like that, I've tried, like, the all the toppings that I'll actually eat, mm-hmm. throw it on the pizza and try it, and it's never actually as good as picking your own combination. You know, oh, today I feel like a little green pepper, or today I feel like some onion. I'm just putting it on there, because, like, that, that pizza that I had the last time, yeah, I added... I got it exactly like I always get it, but I did one thing different. I added red onion to it. Oh, like it. on, um, that's what you ended up, at, your third topping was red onion? Yeah. I thought you did pineapple. And um, not this time, the last time. Oh. This last time it was um, jalapenos. Got I it. In mood. I haven't been in the mood for those in like a year. Anyway, that put me in the mood. back to your red onions. So the red onions, I added that. And you know what? It was good. But it actually kind of pushed it over the edge where the crust was. Because I like extra sauce. Uh-huh. Well, with that extra kind of watery vegetable on there, it made the crust a little soggier. I wasn't as... So it wasn't as good. I was more of a fan. I would have probably either gotten not as much sauce, which probably wouldn't be what I would do, or I would take the onion out. Probably would take the onion out. But it was weird. It was like soggy. 
and it wasn't at, it was still tasty don't get me wrong but it wasn't as good as it could have been was that from amici's yes oh my pizza always has red onions on it and it's never kind of soggy but i think that's probably because i don't get sauce. the extra sauce exactly like i said i think it would have been fine if i had gotten normal sauce or no onions whichever do you remember when we went to that casino night thing uh-huh and they had all the pizza Pizzas from that were coach's out, yeah. corner and I had the vegetarian one because I don't eat pepperoni and that was the only other option at the time. Right. So And we were starving. Have you ever had a vegetarian pizza? Um, yes. At that same place. It's essentially everything but the kitchen sink minus the meat. Yeah. And I really like that. I think it's super good. I like that it has like pineapple and peppers and onions and olives and all that weird pizza-y stuff. So I think it just has a weird and interesting flavor together. But I don't like it all the time. So I'm with you. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where you just kind of, the way my mom used to put it is you get a bug up your butt and you decide, I'm going to go do this. Fair enough. So, you know, it's like how many times you go to the same restaurant over and over, you always order the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And one day, then you one day you you're like, different. I know what I'm getting. And then you look at the menu and you're like, well, hold on a second. And like you get distracted into something else and you try a new thing. It happens. Once in a while. Yeah. When there's a blue moon. And hell freezes over. When the moon is blue and hell is frozen. Yep. <laughs> so those were the twins. Well, who else Who else stuck out in your mind? Oh, the twins were my favorite because Gordon Ramsay ripped them a new asshole. And the dude just like broke out into tears. And then Gordon Ramsay was like, bro, do you need a bottle in your banky? FYI, and FYI, I am not laughing at the bro crying. I'm I laughing am. at the tone of her voice as she delivers those words because she's so close to imitating how Gordon Ramsay spoke to these guys. It's crazy. So he asked him if he needed a bottle in his blankie. And, <laughs> and the dude was all like, yeah, do you need a bottle and a blankie up the side of your head? <laughs> and I was like, hold up, bro. You invite Gordon Ramsay to come to your shithole. Then you want Gordon Ramsay to fix your shithole, but you don't want him to tell you all of the things that you're fucking up on. How is he supposed to fix it if you can't admit that you're doing something wrong? Well, but doesn't that kind of apply to the whole theory we always talk about? If you don't want to know the answer, don't ask the question. Well, yeah. So, like... If you don't want to hear where you've failed, don't ask. don't ask an expert to come and film a TV show where he saves you from your own stupidity. Because, let's face it, in my opinion, the only reason you called him in the first place is because you damn well knew you were screwing it up and you were going to get a chance. You knew enough to get by, but now you're going to get a chance to get coached by one of the greatest restaurateurs out there. Yeah, he knows Who what he's doing. He just happens to know his way around the, the kitchen. You know, like, he, he's not like some of these guys I've seen before that are kind of like, yeah, they can cook like I can cook, and that's about it. Right. Um, but they have great chefs, and they're great managers, and that's why their restaurant's just like, bang, you know? But he is one of the world's greatest restaurateurs. Who wouldn't want to be trained by him? Oh, I know. But then once you get on the show, don't be a liar and be like, well, well I'm not doing anything wrong yet. That Because the whole world thinks you believe you didn't do anything wrong, yet you invited Gordon Ramsay to come out and yell and scream at you. Because that's about, what you did. How about that chef dude at the place in the valley who, like, he wasn't the owner. He was just their hired chef, and he wouldn't listen to fucking anyone. 
Oh, the one like that would like ignore the owner when she would tell him what to do. He would yeah. act like she wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, and then he didn't didn't he like get replaced by the backup chef or something like that, and the backup chef killed it. No, Gordon Ramsay brought in a chef to help kill it that night, and in case something bad happened. And then the dude was just being useless, so the owner was like, "Yo, Makes Gordon Ramsay, chef man, take it on over." I see. I think I missed that part because I was upstairs. Probably. But that's. You know, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, like management is what controls that situation. Right. And those people, t- if my opinion is if they've made it that far, their issue is something other than just them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Because I don't think if they sucked that bad as people, restaurant managers, I don't think they would have made it that far with the crap they're feeding people. Like the the one lady, fro everything was frozen. Like ninety five. That was the Italian was frozen, food lady. The Italian lady, ninety five percent frozen or more. And she was in denial. She said nobody would care. Her customers, quite honestly, were the opposite. They said they expect ninety five percent to be fresh and only five percent to be frozen. Well, have you ever had reheated pasta? It doesn't taste good. Mm. It's mediocre. Yeah, it's not like having fresh pasta made for the very first time. Like when you get Maggiano's, yeah. you get the to-go pasta. The to-go pasta is never as good as no. the I ate it in the restaurant pasta. No, and it has nothing to do with the environment and everything to do with the fact that they just gave it to you and you ate the, it right out you put of the it oven. in a freaking microwave. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. But so the uncensored one, his language is spectacular. Yeah, he says, well, like you said, you know, you want your, do you want your, what is it? Your blankie and what? Bottle. And bottle. I mean, they would have to cut that on network TV because do you know the uproar that that would cause with the sensitive snowflakes? Like, my God. I don't think Gordon Ramsay gives two shits about sensitive snowflakes. He doesn't, but the network does. And that's my point. The network would edit it. Come on now. He on Hell's Kitchen asked the girl... If he put two slices of bread up to her ears, what would that make her? And then she, in tears, said it would make her an idiot sandwich. It's an internet meme now. Wow. But it happened. (laughs) Oh, wow. He's brutal. Yeah, he's a savage. I mean, like, that's... You think... But why why is it so successful? Because, you know, my thing is, I have a different view on the bar rescue side of things of this. Because on that side, a lot of failures. When you look it up, there's a lot of failures. And I'm sorry, but with the dramatic turnaround that he gives them, it ain't him. Well, Kitchen Nightmares has a lot of failures, too. Not as many proportionately to Bar Rescue. I think the the bar has more opportunity to fuck up. Because if you'll notice, most of the screw-up bars, the owner is drinking in the bar. And that's a hard habit to break. Yep, it sure is. Because you feel like you own a party you know it's your right. own private party every single night yeah i don't know I, I i like that he's tough like that i think that um he's a savage it's why he gets them to turn around at all but what i always find interesting about watching those and i've kind of heard it mentioned here and there he's quite the psychologist too yeah he helps them like even the one where the guy was on drugs the the chef was on drugs remember and i think it was that's wasn't that the same? That was. It's the same um, one, the Italian lady one again. 
<laughs> he there's a reason that one was a two-parter. He two-parter. was coming to work. It was a two-parter, and he was coming to work high. He yeah. threatened to beat up her daughter because her daughter told him he was lazy or something. Um, and that guy, he gets fired ultimately because you know he really, honestly, he had too many problems to run a restaurant. That's let's face it, that's what the chef does. They run the restaurant. Uh-huh. So I think. Oh my god, now I lost my train of thought where I was going with this. What were we just saying? Guy on drugs, not capable of running a restaurant. Yes, but also because of the fact that he coupled that with the fact that he doesn't have that much life experience either, so he can't even BS his way through it. So he had to go. But before he let him go, Gordon Ramsay basically extended the olive branch of helping him pay for getting therapy. Because he told him, you need help, man. You need Fire help. Fire rescue dudes like that, too. Yeah. He's really good at it. Really good are. at it. That's why he, you know, he, um, John Taffer had that show, um, remember, um, Relationship Rescue? That show was dumb. And then he would do it like, kind of like the Gordon Ramsay way of, you know, going into a place and fixing their relationship right there at their house. And then suddenly he changed it to taking them to a resort and then fixing them all, like three people at a time. At I the don't resort. ever remember you him remember going that? to someone's house. You don't remember that part? Yeah, he had that earlier on. But he switched it to the whole taking them to the resort thing pretty quick. Like maybe the third episode he had switched it already. That show just never went anywhere because it was dumb. And boring. And like he's not a relationship coach. Neither is Gordon Ramsay. Exactly. But Gordon Ramsay doesn't try to pretend to be one. Right. That's my point. I think John Taffer needs to kind of back it up a bit. But anyway, we digress. He probably did since that show was canceled. Yeah, true. So do you remember any other people that stand out in your head from Kitchen Nightmares? Because we've been watching a lot of Kitchen Nightmares because we've been stuck inside. Because, you know, virus. No, none of the rest of them stuck out. The rest of them were kind of lame. Yeah. Plus, I think that's all the ones we watched today because that was the... We watched five episodes today, but two of them were the Italian lady with the drive through window. Yeah, that's right, because hers was a double episode. Anyway, I, I don't know. I think, I think those shows, what they show you is how people let their emotions and their belief systems... Get in the way of their business. I mean, I think it's for anybody. Like Christian businesses that want to proudly let the world know that they're Christian businesses. Why? All you're doing is you're setting up a set of standards and expectations that now you have to go against. And if you don't meet them, you lose customers. So why do that to yourself? It's hard enough to get a customer's attention. Why try to raise the bar 10 times greater than it? could even possibly be and it just doesn't make sense to me fair enough so i don't know it just reveals interesting flaws in how people how people deal with things and letting their emotions get in the way like i said and just plain making wrong decisions and it puts you in a place and you just sort of like roll over on your it's like yogi you know when he would be when he would hide under the bed and we'd be like yogi Come out from there. And what would he do? Roll on his back. He doesn't really want to come to us, but he's given up. Okay, I've given up. And that's what people do. They're like, all right, I've screwed things up badly. I give up. 
So Pretty anyway, much. That's that's what I get out of it. You might get something else out of it. And that's... I didn't really give it nearly that fine, much but thought. You, know, you clearly you know have what, too much time on your hands. You know what's been driving me crazy lately? What? Is that I'm obsessing over my grammar. Like, I've been writing so many documents. I've been having to run so many meetings to get some marketing push going through this craziness. Uh-huh. That I've been using Grammarly like a hundred times a day. That's because you're a lunatic. And I love that it nags at me about mistakes that I make. Do you? And then if, you, if you're if you smart and you take what you wrote and you put it into the Grammarly desktop application, it's going to check your document for plagiarism. Like if someone did research for you and wrote a part of your article for you and gave it to you, you stuck it in your article, and then you later on find out they literally just ripped it off from someone else's article, you're going to get dinged for that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, yeah, I, I love the tool. It drives me crazy that I get so obsessed with what it has to say that I have to, like, research the rule it's talking about. And I'm like, I don't know if this is right or wrong. Because it's not always right. It's right about 99 point X percent of the time. You put X in there, but it's greater than 99%. Go to Yogi's Podcast Network dot com forward slash grammarly and you know we're going to get a teeny tiny commission off of this but you won't get charged any more than if you went anywhere else so feel free to help us out yogi's podcast network dot com forward slash grammarly sometimes i wish they had a grammarly for your spoken word <laughs> i That's do kind of dumb no, you speak into a box, it corrects what you say, and it spits it out the other side using a computer-generated version of your own voice. That's 3,000% dumb. Why? Because it is. Then I could speak with perfect English. Nobody cares if you speak or with I perfect English. Or I could change it up. I could use the same thing to make the machine talk like a, I don't know, I want to sound like a British person, so I turn that accent on, and then suddenly I sound like that. He's I like a, that idea. He's clearly digressing. We need to literacy. invent this. Get to work. Invent it. She's exasperated with me. You should see her face at this moment. If if we had a video camera hidden above her head, it would be showing her dangling the microphone off the place with one arm and staring me down with the two eyes that look like they would cut through you if they could. Now she's not going to say anything. Are you done being a wacko now? I don't know. Are you? It doesn't look like it. <laughs> Can we please have a truce? And on that super happy note. I want a truce. Mike is going to get kicked in the nuts. I want a truce. A what truce? We just move on and don't care who's right or who's wrong. Just screw I it. I already stopped caring. How about you try of it? Of course you stopped caring. That's why you just made the comment about it. I'm going to get a kick in the nuts because you stopped caring. Oh, that was professional of you. Anyway, that's all that I have to say on the topic. And you can listen to my thoughts on Liberty Revealed that's going to come out or should be out by the time you hear this. Um, long since then. Um, go listen to it. I think it's episode 32. But um, it's just called Wake Up. That's all it's called. Let's go find it. Wherever the, podcasts are. On that mildly ironic note, good night, everyone. <laughs>
Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.